Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nook. And you're listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this episode we watched 1940's Pinocchio and Robert Zemeckis' 2022 Pinocchio. Yep. So this is the first in a series. Um, not We're not doing these all at once, but uh, we figured at some point we have to tackle remakes and when we tackle remakes at some point we have to tackle the Disney live action remakes. Because there's a lot of them. So um, rather than waiting till we've run out of other ideas and then dumping them all at once, we decided we'll do maybe a couple a year. Yeah. So this is the first one. So uh, unlike normal, when we watch the worst movie, the lower rated, not always the worst, but the lower rated movie first, we watch the original this time first. Yeah. And then the and then the remake. It make I think it makes sense for when we do remake episodes to watch the original first. Yeah. Because then we know what's being remade yeah. and how, what changes have been made and why. And we have watched 1940s Pinocchio before for our Real Boys episode with Chappie. Yeah, so this is the first time we've, we're doing an episode with a movie that we've already covered, I think, isn't yeah. it? I don't think we've done that yet. So we won't be focusing too much on uh, plot or premise, uh, just more, mainly focusing on creative decisions or indecisions um, because... A lot of the first part of this movie is, like, shot for shot the same. Yep. Yep. Um, Jiminy Cricket was weird looking, I found, for the CGI version. Yeah, I think that's the the first, yeah, the very first note I wrote about it. So I didn't take any notes for the remake, or for, sorry, for the original, because we've already done it. Yeah. Um, but the very first note I took down for the remake was that it opens with Jiminy Cricket singing on to When You Wish Upon a Star, which is like the original one. Yeah. But he looks and sounds horrifying. Yeah, he does. That's what it took me about three quarters of the movie to figure out what his voice reminded me of. And I genuinely think Joseph Gordon-Levitt was trying to do an impression of the Pinocchio from Shrek. Okay. I think that's what his Jiminy <laughs> Cricket voice was. Because that's what it sounded like. Okay. Um, and they referenced, uh, kind of, they referenced the, the Shrek Pinocchio as well. There was a lot, so... Um, obviously a lot of the properties that are now super famous didn't exist in 1940, um, that Disney hold the rights to, obviously, but, um, yeah, yeah there was a lot of weird references, because when you go to, um, when the, when Jiminy Cricket arrives at Geppetto's workshop, and the whole clock scene, and there was just, like, a bunch of scattered in Disney IPs. Yeah, and it's funny because it's also, um, which, which I thought was funny is that it's a Robert Zemeckis film. And he also made Back to the Future, which also has a scene right at near the opening where all the clocks, all the cuckoo clocks go yeah. off at once. So it's almost like he's referencing himself, except that that does happen in the 1941, all the clocks So the off. 1940s one was referencing work that hadn't been created yet, so he could reference it again in Maybe 2022. Maybe in 1940 it was oh, Doc Brown told him about it. Yeah. Time <laughs> forgot about that. You forgot that Doc Brown went back to the 1880s, yeah. Yeah. Which is when Pinocchio is set. It's true. In the Maybe original. Geppetto is Doc Brown. And it was Marty McFly as his dead son. Um, yeah, spoiler alert. He has a dead son in this one that he's trying to replace with a puppet. Yeah. I don't like that. And it's like just kind of like mentioned once at the beginning and then never mentioned again, like totally glossed over. Yeah, it's like the dead dead dad in the, in the chimney in Gremlins. 
The dead dad and the chimney and gremlins. Yeah. We need to come up with a term for that because we reference it a lot, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when I stopped believing in Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> it's, it's weird to me because there were certain sequences in... I'm referring to the remake, obviously. There were mm-hmm. certain sequences that are kind of weirdly out of place now. Like, 1940s, everything was... Well, it wasn't fine, because we mm-hmm. had World War II. But, um... We. I wasn't alive. Um, <laughs> 80 years ago. Um, but it was weird, because, like... So, it's it's fun. Fun, I say, with air quotes there. Um, for Jiminy Cricket to be watching Geppetto working on Pinocchio and, like, lean against a bust... And then he turns around and it's a lady and he's grabbing her butt. And then to be all like apologetic and, and be a gentleman about it and top his little t- tip his little top hat and, and move on. But doing it now was weird. They made such strange decisions on what to keep, keep in, in and what yeah. to cut out. Because they kept in stuff like that, but they cut out the anti-smoking message. Yeah. The anti-drinking message. Yeah. Um, and they also, like... One of the whole major, like, messages in the original Pinocchio is is that telling a lie, the you know, the lie grows is what the Blue Fairy says. And yeah. that it's, you know, you just end up lying and lying and lying and it's morally bad. And this is part of Pinocchio learning, you know, right from wrong is learning not to lie and to be honest. And in this one, they encourage him to lie. Yeah. They just encourage it, which is a ripoff of a scene from Trek 2. Yes. Where they encourage, where they jokingly encourage Pinocchio to buy. So if you have like, here's the thing, if you've got this property where you know it's a good little boy learning to be, or you know a little boy learning what's good and what's bad and learning that lying is wrong, and then like a film that is a parody and satire on fairy tales in general uses that as like a joke mechanism to make the puppet joke about wearing women's underwear. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, we're going to put that back into our Disney movie. And it <laughs> yeah, it was... It's like, hang on. <laughs> what? It was very strange. Um... What a weird cyclical reference. and But it also just takes away the whole message. And even what Jim... Because they don't bring the blue fairy into that moment. They have Jiminy Cricket telling him that lying is wrong. Except um, I took down the quote. Because what he said to him... Hang on, where is it? Jesus, we've got so many... Okay, so what he says is, a lie can really change a person. Okay. Which is not what the message from the original thing was. His nose isn't growing because the lie is physically changing him. His nose is growing as a representation of the fact that every lie you tell grows. Yeah. Like, that was the Blue Fairy's whole thing. So Jiminy Cricket has taken... Totally the wrong lesson from him. Which, in fairness, is in keeping with original Jimmy Cricket, who who is, you know, a conscience, but has no idea what he's talking about and messes up a bunch. Yeah. But, um, there's no one to correct him, and he thinks that that's right. Yeah, there's, there's a few other little weird moments that I found in the remake. Um, and again, like a reference to, uh, in, in Real Boys, uh, when we compared... Uh, 1940s Pinocchio to Chappie um because you looked into it before we started we, we were watching Pinocchio the, the 1940s one which we were um the 
again, I'm referencing the Jonathan Taylor Thomas mm. movie that you found out was originally pitched by Jim Henson. Yeah, so that was interesting because it was when I was looking at the... It was actually the, the IMDb trivia for the live-action one, the 2032 one, was that Jim Henson had originally approached Disney and pitched a live-action Pinocchio to the to Disney in 1985, and they turned him down. Um, and it was the guy who we pitched it with, whose name I have forgotten, but I'll double-check it. Um, he then went on to write and direct the, um, the 1996 Adventures of Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, Steve Barron. Right. And because of Jim Henson's involvement in the original... Um, idea, um, the the Henson Creature Workshop worked on the the creatures in that movie, hmm. so I'm looking forward to watching that whenever we do watch it when we do like our fifth Pinocchio episode. That's what we this is it now. We do a Pinocchio <laughs> episode every year. <laughs> won't like, be soon. I don't want to do three within one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was it was weird because yeah, like the references. It was more. Do you know do you know what Astro Boy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it felt like a weird reference to Astro Boy, which is Astro Boy is a adaptation of Pinocchio. Right, I didn't realize it was an adaptation. Yeah, because his um his, his the scientist who invents Astro Boy's son died, so he basically turns his son into a robot. Right. So that's the reason the robot's a little boy instead of like you know what you'd actually make if you're trying to make a killer robot, yeah, which is yeah. like adult-sized, like, chappy. Um, yeah, it was just sort of a, a weird, weird sort of, like, nod to references of things that were inspired by the original, mm. which is weirdly circular. Yeah. It was, I don't know, there was some parts of um, the beginning, at least, I, I will give this one thing out from the from the 1940s version, which is, Geppetto finishes Pinocchio, goes to bed, wakes up in the middle of the night because a blue fairy has given Pinocchio life and sentience. And then his first response is, well, go to school because I'm a good father. Like, oh, yes, like all dads like that in like the 1800s. Like, oh, yep, you're you're all you can go to school. Get out of the house. You were born. You just were born today. Yeah. Go to school. Walk yourself. You'll figure it out. Yeah. At least in this. Um. They have time to bond together. Because he's like they're washing the floor and stuff and like hanging out. But it's, it's like not the f- really time to bond. I, I, yeah, a little bit more than like good night, go to school. <laughs> um, the bit that I found confusing was Yeah, exactly what you just said. The first time, because it's not referenced in the nineteen forties one, but it was definitely referenced in the in this 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 version, where Pinocchio goes outside for the first time. Is like, hey, there's a giant bright thing in the sky, and he's like, yeah, don't look at it. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, and and he's just like, I'm outside for the first time. Here's a sentient seagull. Also, follow those other kids, and like, he tells him to follow. Here's what really is. He tells him to follow the other kids. So the school teacher is like going around with a rope, gathering children for the village. I don't know if that's what happened in like 1880s. In in Italy, maybe they maybe the school teachers went around with a rope to gather the children. I don't know. What but what's ridiculous is he tells Pinocchio to go with those kids. He's like, "Those are your 
schoolmates go with him. And then Pinocchio goes to follow him and he stops him. And he waits until they're out of sight and then sends Pinocchio, like, in a random direction, hoping he's going to catch up with them. Yeah, he gives him vague directions. We're two blocks away from the fountain. In which direction, bro? <laughs> um, Jimmy Cricket, again, like, oversleeps because he's literally useless. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, so... And it's been like, um, this is not my original opinion, do not steal. Um, but a lot of people have been like shitting on Tom Hanks' performance on this for this movie. And I can understand why. I tell you whose performance was Oscar worthy. Keegan-Michael, oh my god, I've tripped up saying his name. Keegan-Michael Key? Yes. He's so good. He's like, he, he he's in a different movie to everyone else. Yeah. That. And the... Uh, it's Clarence, Clarence, Clarence. Clarence, who's Clarence? Uh, Honest John and. Um. Come on. Oh my God! I said it when we were watching it. Yeah. Now, but you've just said Clarence, and that's all I can think of. Um. Gideon. 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 Where did I get Clarence? From? I don't know. I, okay. You said Clarence, and all I could picture was the angel from um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, because his name. Oh no, is his name? Clarence? Now you're Clarence? doubting everything you know all the time. Listen, there's a one of the angels, either the angel in the Muppet one or the angel in It's a Wonderful Life. His name, <laughs> one of them is named Clarence. I'm pretty sure it's It's a Wonderful it's Life. The Muppet one. The Muppet one. Um, no, he's Dan. He's Daniel because he he introduced himself as Danny L, and then they're like, oh, Danny L. Which one's Daniel? Uh, the one in the Muppet one. Okay. Because Whoopi Goldberg calls him Danny L. Okay. Yes. He his character their character design is so much nicer. In this version than the 1940s version because they just look like like con men mm. but they're a- anamorphic. Yeah. Um, in this, like, Honest John's like outfit where he's wearing a bathrobe as a cape and you can see like the, oh, it's like a, not a bathrobe, a, um, uh, a curtain. Because curtain. you can see the, the yeah. like holes for the curtain rail on it. Yeah. Um, all of it is fantastic. The the performance is amazing. The the way they've been able to sync his voice to the character, because you said no mocapping was done for this movie. Well, it doesn't. I couldn't find out. Because there are um, some CGI moments in this that are yeah. Bad. I, I definitely don't think that Pinocchio was mocapped, but I don't. Um, it's. I mean, it's possible because because it is a Robert Zemeckis film, and all of his other animated films are mocap. Yeah. To some extent. Um, but I don't know when I was looking it up. All I was getting was stuff about Polar Express, and I was like, "That's not the movie I'm asking yeah. about." Because the the matchup from his, because you know, if you've ever seen him perform, if you've seen watch Ken Peel for an example, um, he's got quite an animated face, and it is very well portrayed on Honest John matching his voice and matching his performance because his performance is like out. His performance outshines everybody else's performance in the entire movie, and he's a friggin' CGI character, and it was really disappointing. Mm. Um, not because his is the best, I'm just saying that like the rest of the movie is disappointing in comparison. Yeah, I think everyone else phoned it in. Yeah. I and mean, maybe the kid who plays Pinocchio did yeah, probably, a decent job probably, as a child actor, you yeah. know? Yeah. And obviously he was just like sitting in a booth, Yeah. watching probably, you know, stuff on screen. Um... Yeah, no, that that whole sequence, again, with, with Jiminy Cricket arriving, um, them hitting each other with hammers, that was really funny because um, he opens his coat 
and he's got like three hammers on one side and then he opens his other coat and pulls out a like comically like Harley Quinn sized hammer and then reacts to the weight of it and it's like you've been walking around with that inside your clothing the entire yeah. time and it's, now it weighs something it is, it is very fantastic. I felt like it was a callback because I think a lot of people were worried I mean the movie's I'm just, sorry, the movie's not good but I think a lot of people <laughs> were, in advance were worried about it because they thought it was going to be like Polar Express and A Christmas Carol, the, the Bob's Michaels one, where it's just like all Uncanny Valley yeah. weirdness. Whereas I felt like um, Gideon, I still don't think he, I think it worked but didn't work. It wasn't like, I, I feel like there's, they could have included more elements from the original in that and it would have been funny, yeah. like um, on a song getting stuck inside his hat and stuff. Yeah. But I think the way they did it worked and I think it was, it felt like a callback to. Uh, what I believe is the first animation in a Bob's Mex movie, which is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I, it was, which was also referenced in the Cuckoo Clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it was that, because, that, you know, there was a lot of, like, slapstick and this idea of, like, the cartoons, you know, and it's the tune world with the human world, and yeah. the tunes are, are very slapstick and stuff, whereas in this, you've got the humans and the anthropomorphic animals, and yeah. maybe... They were going for this, a similar thing there with the anthropomorphic animals having this ability to do slapstick in a way that the humans don't. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Tom Hanks, some of his performance seems very uh, stiff. And um, there's some just, for some reasons, I'll get into that in a minute. There's just some things that just, yeah, were a bit weird. Um, so, yeah, the storyline progresses. He, he doesn't go to school. Well, no, no. So he does go to school. Yeah. But he gets kicked out of school for being a puppet, which is ra- racism? No. I don't Speciesism? Know. It's just weird that he actually, in this version, actually goes to school and is like, nah, you're not allowed. Yeah. Um, and that's when he goes to join the puppet show. And they added a character who plays... Who's one of the marionette performers? In... I why I just don't understand why that character was added. It was a weird like let's add a romantic plotline shit. Yeah. But between the but ballerina you... that she yeah, so, controls okay. and Pinocchio. So here's the here's the thing, right? What the hell is going on with that woman? <laughs> because she's an adult woman who seduces a a child with a puppet. Yeah. She's an adult woman. Can I just repeat that? She's an adult woman mm-hmm. who uses a puppet to manipulate and seduce a child. What? Yeah. Why is that in a Disney movie? I don't know. And she's supposed to be like one of the good guys. She's not even supposed to be the like. She's supposed to be like the sympathetic one that you're supposed to like. Like, it's yeah. like they. It's like the, You know the Stromboli situation. They were like, oh, but there has to be someone nice working for Stromboli. Why? Yeah. Or at least if they were going to do that, you know, have her then be evil? Yeah. Like. It's also the the thing that I found really weird um, about the whole. So it's sort of like this, this concept of disbelief in the 1940s version where you sort of think that it's some sort of weird mechanical thing and that's why the puppets keep breaking because Honest John is talking about selling marionettes to Stromboli's show. So, in my mind, it was always mechanical. They were always just, like, on cogs, and that's why mm-hmm. the performances weren't great. Yeah. And then having people in the roof... Like, I'm assuming that's how marionettes are really done yeah, on so. stage performances. But I don't think they can do the shit that they were doing. No. Because the marionettes and that were not... If they were going to do that, they should have had actual marionettes. Yeah. 
because then they would also really contrast with Pinocchio as a real boy, as yeah. a or you know, as a semi like a living doll. Yeah. Um, but instead, the, all the marionettes are CG. Yeah. Really and so the people are, are just like making like weird hand motions. It's like hackers in movies, like just tapping at a keyboard and all this shit is appearing on the screen. Yeah. It's just these people lying down doing weird motions with their hands and down, and then it's just a CGI, CGI puppet doing it. Like even the puppet that's like his love interest puppet frowns at Stromboli. Yeah. Like the paint on her face yes. turns into a frown. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> is she also alive? <laughs> all puppets are alive. It makes no sense. It, it reminds me of that, um, you know, like diversity is getting better and people are making products to embrace diversity. And um, there was a meme recently that I saw that it was for a for a, a, a doll for like a little girl that was deaf. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the first deaf doll. And it's like the, all dolls are deaf. No, no, no. But then the, the, the caption underneath, because it was just a picture of the advertising, yeah. was like, wait. Can the rest of them hear us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, God. But speaking of diversity casting, I mean, okay. I Did don't have a problem with films becoming more diverse. I think it's a good thing on the whole. But, like, watching this, I almost understand the people who think that it's shoehorned in. Because in this movie, it is. Because they create this character who, for some reason, is, like, a weirdo old adult woman who's the... Create who is the love interest of our puppet who was born yesterday. Yeah. Um, and she's a woman of color with a disability. Yeah. And it's like cool. Why? Yeah. And it's not even expl- It's not even like there's no. They just kind of show off that she has a dis. Like they're just like look, like they zoom in but on her leg. Also, like there's something wrong with her leg. But she's also got a cyborg leg. <laughs> because um, later on in the movie. When she arrives again and, like, off-screen, um, Stromboli's gone to prison mm-hmm. for his crimes of stealing from his employees. I don't know how that works. Because, um, you know, like, traveling, like, shows like that were obviously very abusive. Like, um, mm-hmm. oh, my God. S- s- pause what I was thinking to go into another thing. What was that movie we watched with uh, Bradley Cooper? Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Man. I was thinking about that the other day when I was at work, and I was like, fuck, there were some sequences in that movie that were absolutely insane, and I love them. Mm. It was that whole, like, geeking. For you you who don't see, I'm not going to spoil any of it, um, but see Nightmare Alley, it is, like, one of those, like, edge of the seat, knees to, like super engaged then knees to your chest like hiding your face kind of movies it's it's it has moments where you go back and forth between like super intense to well both and both forms of intentment of no intentment um (laughs) attention where you're like super hyper focused and then super like i don't want to be involved with what's happening on screen and it's, it's fantastic but yeah like the whole stealing from you know the the uh your your employees. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but back, yeah, it's super weird that they have like this yeah shoehorn character who has a cyborg leg b- because she's wearing one ballerina shoe and it's got like gears and locking mechanisms into it. So mm. when she she can hold positions, but her job is lying on her stomach in the roof of a like 
carriage. Yeah. Why would she need... I don't know. Can we also talk about the fact that she goes to rescue Pinocchio, but her plan for rescuing Pinocchio is that she lies on the roof above, like, at a giant window and lowers the puppet down to talk to Pinocchio and tell him, oh, there's a key in this room with you. We must find out a way to get it. Get down yeah. from where you are and just get the key. Yeah. It's right there. You can just get down. The window is really big. You can fit down there. Just get down and do it. And it's like, oh, maybe she can't climb out of there. How did she get on the roof in the first place? She climbed out of another carriage. She can do it. Yes, yeah, this, yeah, it's weird. Um, it makes no sense. She didn't need to be in that sequence at all. She didn't need to be in the movie at all. Yeah. And that's not because. She's a person of colour and it's not because she has a disability. It's because she makes no sense, she adds nothing, and why? She's a, she's just she's an adult woman working for Stromboli to be like, oh, Pinocchio, I understand. She, is she British? I think she is British as well for no apparent reason. I don't know. And she's like, you know, oh, it's, it's so sad that you're locked in this cage. I'm going to try to seduce you with my puppet. What? Why is that in the movie? I don't know. I didn't make any career decisions on this. Um, I don't think anyone did. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's just weird. The... Yeah, so Pinocchio gets out, and then on his way home, he gets scooped up by the, the bad boys and the carriages to go to Paradise... Is it Paradise Island or Pleasure Island? Pleasure Island. Paradise Island seems a lot less sussy than Pleasure Island. Than Pleasure Island. Yeah. Um, the diversity's better because there are also terrible little girls there. Yeah, but the terrible little girls sing about how they only like real boys. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's the only the only thing they contribute to the whole movie is they in a in a song about what makes a real boy, which is all toxic masculinity bullshit. The girls are like, and real girls like real boys. Why? What is the message here? I don't think there is one. I hate this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Pleasure Island thing makes no sense. Okay, in the original 1940s movie, and I believe also in the book, I haven't read it, I need to read the book, but in, especially if we're going to do about 50 more Pinocchio episodes, yeah. but in the original 1940s movie, which is what this is a remake of. This isn't a re-adaptation of the book. It's not no, a different... This is, this is a remake of the 1940s movie, so yeah. Disney can keep their um, they, IP. They can't, though, really, because there's like three other Pinocchio movies that come out in the past two years. Anyway. Maybe they... In the 1940s version, the coachman who brings the kids to Pleasure Island is in cahoots with Gideon and Honest John, and he convinces them to get Pinocchio to come to Pleasure Island with them. So they have to go and meet Pinocchio again and be like, oh, my goodness, you're you're sick, you're allergic to the world, I'm a doctor, and the cure is going to Pleasure Island, and they have to, like, talk him into it. In this one, apparently, all children know that if you want to go to Pleasure Island, you have to stand on a street corner after dark, and the cart will come get you. And Pinocchio happens to be crossing a street after dark. So they're like, oh, a child on a street after dark. I'll scoop up Arnett and bring him to Pleasure Island. And they're like, oh, you're so smart that you knew that that is what you needed to do to get there. None of that makes sense. What is that? What is that supposed to be? What's the bus from Harry Potter? 
The night bus. Yeah, it was a very night bus moment. It was very night bus, yeah, because yeah. that is the same thing that he like he like accidentally signals the night bus. Yeah. And they and he, they mm, it's a little bit like that, yeah. yeah. But also it makes no sense because the idea is they're saying that old children just know that if you stand on a street corner after dark, they'll take you to Pleasure Island. The sequence so. In the original, there are the shadow demons, and I'll get into that in a second, mm. which are like, and he does a weird uh, Bilbo trying to get the ring back from Frodo moment, um, and which is a horrifying image. Can I talk about it? I, like, just because you've mentioned that as, just because of how you've described that. Yeah. When we watched the first film, the, the 1940s film this time, I, the only notes I took were things that I wanted them to keep in the remake. So it was Geppetto pulling a gun on Pinocchio. Yeah, that was one of them. So this is my list, right? I'm going to go through my whole list. Okay. Um, and then we'll get back to what you were talking about. But just because of how you've described that. Um, so one was Tom Hanks terrorizing a real-life cat. Did that. He, the cat's not real life. Oh, yeah, true. It's CGI, which is upsetting. But he still does terrorize the cat. Um, a little replica bed for the cat, which the cat does have. Um, Figaro does have a little, a little replica bed to yep. sleep in. Sexy fish, check. I don't know why you wanted that, but yeah. Listen, you can't remake Pinocchio without the sexy fish. Okay. Tom Hanks firing a gun at Pinocchio. We unfortunately did not get that. There's yeah. no no firearms involved in Geppetto's home in this one. He doesn't just like sleep with a gun under, like an antique gun under his pillow to fire at children. Um, Gideon and Honest John doing slapstick. Yeah. We got that. Yeah. Coachman pulling a Bilbo is what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> to the fact that you're describing. Yeah. He doesn't do it in this movie. No. And he just sings a song and is a weirdo. Um, a creepy Pleasure Island Demons was one, and that yeah. is in this. Uh, and then the other two I had, which we haven't come up on yet, but I might as well read them, was Pino- uh, Pinocchio smoking cigars and getting sick. There's no cigars in the movie, no smoking. Yeah. And the other one was Tom Hanks hugging a fish. And sadly, that didn't happen either. Yeah. So yeah, um So he pulls a Bilbo in the nineteen forties movie, he turns into like a demon face. Yeah. It's more confusing this time than the nineteen forties one. Mm-hmm. So in the nineteen forties they go to the island and they have all this excess that the children can enjoy before they get turned into donkeys. Yeah. And somehow you have to believe that no matter what damage... Because they literally, there's like, oh, just destroy this entire building, you can smash things. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, candy, here's alcohol, here's, like, amusement rides, here's just a, a tent you can fight each other in. Um, it is a real weird mix of, like, 40k Orc Heaven, Valhalla, Corn's um, Palace. It, there's a weird mix of, like, all the craziness. Um the thing about this version, the remake, is it is a way larger area. Mm-hmm. The everything seems more intricate. They go him and what's the boy's name? Lampwick. Lampwick. Yep. Go on the most insane roller coaster ride I've ever seen in anything, let alone just fiction, where it goes from being on a Ferris wheel, into like um, like a water slide, into like a lazy river, but they're all in the same boat. Like, so that alone, like, he's turning boys into donkeys, mm-hmm. yet he has probably the most amazing, like, eighth wonder of the world friggin' amusement park. <laughs> 
It doesn't make any sense. Like, financially, I don't know what 1880s donkeys were worth on the market, but it doesn't seem financially... Like, it does, those two things, your outgoing and your incoming, do, do, won't match up. And it is very confusing to me, and always has been, but at least his minions were shadow demons. Yeah. Also, if you just if you have, like, a whole lot of shadow demons working for you, why do you even... And you have the magic ability to turn children into donkeys? Like, why is money even a problem? Yeah. Why is that even an issue that you're experiencing? Um, I did think the whole way through that sequence in the remake, I was thinking, like, I think Robert Zemeckis is just pitching a ride to Disney. Yeah. Like, put this in your theme park. It was also the other kids. See, it was like a one... What's the, what's the one at Disney, uh, Lando, with the river? Oh, it's a small world? It's a small... There was a very... It's a small world moment, because the kids in the background are, like, in time with each other. Yeah, and they're, like, all the kids around are... It reminded me more of the parts of the Caribbean ride, because yeah. in that... You haven't been to Disney. No. So I don't know what you're talking about. But I don't part, know what I'm talking in about. In the parts of the Caribbean ride... 90% of what I say is made up. In the parts of the Caribbean ride, you're in a boat going through... Uh, all these places, but you're, like, going through, like, Tortuga and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this pre predates the movie. The movies were based on the ride, not the other way around. Um, but you're going through, you know, this area where there's all this debauchery going on as animatronics, like, you know, downing beer and chasing after prostitutes and whatever. Um, and then you're going through, like, I the place burning and stuff. I think that's term. I think they preferred the word wenches. But... <laughs> yeah, chasing after wenches. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then, like, all the stuff burning and whatever. Um, and it felt a little bit like that, right? Yeah. But, like, with children smashing things in time with music. Also, like, before they get on the boat or whatever to Pleasure Island... The coachman is singing this weird song. Like I mentioned, the girls join yeah. in and say they're girls like real boys. Um, and then they go over and like, there's just like a beat. There's not even like, it doesn't even feel like actual music. But there's just like a beat that all the kids are going to. And then the coachman just pops up and like finishes the song in two lines. Yeah. And you're like, wait, was this, was all this sequence just like an extended like instrumental part of the, the song that you were singing? Like what? Is the, was that all as part of the song? Yeah. Like, his planned song is I start singing and then I just play music while you go through this ride and don't worry, I'll catch up with you at the end of the ride to finish the song. Yeah, that that's very bizarre. Um, again, the, the whole sequence ends the same way where um, they're pulling Paul. They're drinking root beer yeah, this time rather than, I, I guess it would have been ale at the time. So some form of... Um, Fermented barley, wheat. Sort yeah, of so they've removed the alcohol and they've removed the, this, cigars. the cigars. Yeah. So here's the thing. The whole, like, Pleasure Island turning into donkeys thing was, like, a punishment for being... Excessive. Yeah. Yeah. But for, but for being, like, disruptive and stuff. Like, for, for being juvenile delinquents, essentially. Yeah. So, like, the idea is that when they're drinking alcohol and they're smoking and they're being destructive and whatever, they're being so morally uh, bad that this happens to them. But in this one, they're just drinking root beer and playing pool. Yeah. And then they turn into donkeys. Yeah. Why? Like, that punishment doesn't fit the crime. It's not about punishment. It's about selling children as um, 
animals of burden. But it is a bad like the whole like initially it's a, it's like a it's a method. Ego, the business model doesn't make any sense. You could not get a business small business loan being like, hey look, I've got some employees, they're shadow demons. Don't worry about that. Um, they're immigrants, but all their paperwork's up to date. Um, and I'm gonna make. I've got. I bought an island. I inherited an island from my uncle, uh, twice removed. And um, I'm gonna. Have an uncle removed just as an example. Just let, let hey, you're you're you can you're you're approving my life. Don't don't look into my life, buddy. This is not what you're talking about here. It would just here. be if your first cousin was removed. Okay, um, so I'm gonna take children. I'm gonna steal children. Also, that would mean you're inheriting from someone who's younger than you. Stealing children. Yeah. And then I'm gonna like give them like thirty minutes to smash up some stuff on an island, and then I'm gonna sell them as donkeys. How do they get turned into donkeys? It makes more sense in the Haley, not Haley Joel Osment, Jonathan Taylor Thomas version, which is they all go through a waterfall, and the reason that Pinocchio doesn't turn fully into a donkey is because he gets bullet holes in him, and so the liquid drains out of him, so they're only a little bit is absorbed by his. Um, pine stomach, and and um, his crisp pine. Stomach. His his crisp pine. St- oh my god, the crisp pine reference. Um, <laughs> that's in the movie, by the way, guys. They're trying to come up with a stage name for Pinocchio, who's made out of pine, which they reference three or four times in the movie. Yeah, they keep talking about how he's made of pine. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we'll come up with a crisp pine. Now that will never work. Like. It's like, if you're going to be a famous actor and you're made of pine, what can we call you? Chris Pine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's a bad business model. You would not get a loan for that. Okay, I don't think he needs a loan. But... He's got shadow demons turning children into donkeys. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, from a filmmaking point of view, it makes it doesn't make sense. Because from a filmmaking point of view, the point of Pleasure Island in the first film is to be like... This is what happens to boys and girls who do naughty things. Yeah. And in this one, he's not even doing anything bad. Yeah. And also, the whole time that they're on Pleasure Island in the remake, Pinocchio's like, oh, I don't know about this. This seems really bad. I don't want to do that. And it's like every time something bad is offered to him, he refuses to do it. Yeah. Whereas in the original, Pinocchio was has literally... no conscience and born yesterday. Yeah, he's yeah. born yesterday, has no conscience, doesn't know what good is, doesn't know what bad is. People tell him to do things, and he's like, all right. Yeah. It's like, you want to smash this? Sure. You want to drink some beer? Okay, you should smoke this cigar. Definitely. Yeah. And then he, like, feels sick and continues smoking this cigar. He gets, like, nicotine poison, and is like, all right, I guess this is what smoking does, and just keeps going. Yeah. And doesn't realize good from bad. Um, which is the whole point of the message. It's like, it's about learning... To discern what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad, who to trust, who not to trust. Whereas in this remake, he's like, oh, I don't know about this. Mm, I don't. I don't want to do that. And I feel like the writers are going like, see, this is showing that he knows good from bad. But like, it he doesn't learn it. Yeah. He just gets told, don't trust anybody, and then he's like, I don't trust you. I don't trust this. I don't trust like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> like I buy a car today. <laughs> If you don't know, it's a, it's a bit where Eric Andre goes, tries to buy a car and he's wearing, he's like literally two men in a trench coat. Yeah. But he's, they're full grown men, so is, he's like nine so, feet tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they go into an actual car dealership yeah. and he's just like, and he's like, take that off. And he's like, I'm not going to take my clothes off for you, sir. <laughs> That's very good. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, it's just the so the message for this one is not like don't smink, don't smink, sorry, don't smink. Don't smink. Don't smink. <laughs> so the message message of the original one is, you know, lying is morally wrong and lies will grow. Um smoking and drinking and destructive behavior are bad and if you do bad things, bad things might happen to you and um you know, you show that you care for people by doing good things and being selfless and honest and whatever. The message for the remake is uh, don't trust anyone and even if you choose not to do bad things, we bad things will still happen to you. You'll still drink the, the uh, donkey, donkey juice. The juice that makes you a donkey. It's like, even if you literally say no to all the morally bad things, even if you're not sure if they're bad or not, just say no to everything, and you you still will be punished for your non-crimes. Yeah. It makes no sense. None of it makes Cause sense. Because non-conformity is also a crime. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just, it loses all messages that the original had. Yeah. And it keep, but it keeps in, like, word-for-word word weird shit that is pointless. Mo- Everyone phones it in. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on from Paradise Island. Um, Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Sorry, I haven't listened to Guns N' Roses. Um, <laughs> the Yeah, so they end up getting back to Geppetto's workshop. Yeah, which they do in the original. Yeah, and Geppetto's is gone. Because yeah. he's just been like off on his... He took off- his cat and his fish to search the village... And, but, then, and also was able, when he found out that he, from the sentient bird, that the... Yeah, it's a sentient bird that's been added into this movie as well. Yeah, which, I, I did mention the sentient seagull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you did, but I, but I think it's because in the original, like, there's just a note that tells him where Geppetto is. Yeah. And I think that's, and you, like, watching it, you were like, well, how does the note know that he's in the belly of a whale or whatever? Yeah. So I think the seagull was to, like, negate that. Wouldn't there just be a news article? Did they not have newspapers in the eighteen eighties? Pretty sure they did. Um, but when was yeah. the printing press invented? Don't ask me questions like that. A okay. long time ago. Okay. In a Bethlehem. very long time ago. Um, the... Prior to Martin Luther and his ninety-five theses. Yeah. Anyway. So yes, <laughs> he sells all his clocks, which are apparently more important than his own life. Because it was about his ex-wife and their dead kids. Like, she loved clocks. So he just sells all his clocks to buy the shittiest boat. Mm-hmm. And then then we have this sequence where it turns out Stromboli's in prison. And the ladies, I can't remember the the, the sedu- she, seductress. She doesn't her. need a name. She tries to lure Pinocchio away from... Pinocchio's literally trying to save his father from being... From from going to Pleasure Island and, yeah. and turning into possibly also turning into a donkey, and this woman just knows where he is and shows up and it's like Pinocchio, don't save your father, come with me. And she uses the puppet to do it again because of course she does. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I want to save my dad. And she's like, you made the right choice. What are you talking about? Why are you even here? So in in the nineteen forties version, he jumps over the side after the shadow demons are chasing him. And then they like attach rocks to themselves. He ties it to his donkey no, no, tail. This is so he. They do go back to Geppetto's home first. In the do they? Yeah, in the night because in the night. Just so quick. In the nineteen forties one, they get back to Geppetto's home, 
and it's everything is gone and it's covered in cobwebs and dust. That's right. Because it's been weeks. Because yeah. the whole idea is on Pleasure Island, time passes differently. It's like Las Vegas. It's like always one time a day. You know, it's never. Um, They're gambling addicts living in the tunnels underneath the city. Probably in Pleasure Island. Hell yeah, there are. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing with Pleasure Island is that like you know it's it's almost like Neverland where it's like you know. The, the time passes differently. Yeah. So when he gets back, Geppetto has been gone for weeks. Yeah. And, you know, and there's like the mark of the table where the fishbowl has gone from and and Jiminy Cricket's looking in the window being like, oh, and he's taken Figaro and, and Cleo. Mm. And then they go looking for him. Yeah. Because they find a note saying yeah, that yeah, he yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. taken, that he's in the belly of the whale. So they go and like that, like you were saying, they, they tie rocks to his feet, or, you know, he, he's walking along the bottom, because he doesn't need to breathe, he's, yeah. he's walking along the bottom of the, the sea, which I think is a fantastic sequence. And they replaced it in the remake with him, like, the, the, the seagull says she can't carry him because he's too heavy, and then he's like, I've got a better idea, and, and makes her carry him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's on a, the end of a rope that she's pulling, so she's still holding up that weight, and he yeah, just jets he's just along. water skiing along the top of the surface, yeah. and then... Um, instead of Geppetto being in the belly of the whale for like weeks on end because they're like fishing from the hell's the creature's name? Monstro? Monstro. Monstro? The, the whale? Yeah, the whale. Yeah, Monstro. Yeah. Um, they've just replaced it with like the creepiest eldritch being because it's like half shark, half whale with like tentacles. Tentacles. It's it's basically like a mastodon or like a megalodon or whatever. No, a megalodon's just a giant shark. This is like some sort of like eldritch horror. This is like a, a, an it's old. It's like it's like a megalodon combined with the kraken. It just yeah, it just it's super weird. It's got a big whale head, and then not whale because teeth. Sorry, teeth don't have whales. Whales don't have whales. You're right. Lisa. <laughs> whales don't have teeth, so it's but it's got like big teeth, and then it's got like all these like horrible tentacles and shit, and also it's evil. Yeah. Like it's intentionally trying to eat people. Whereas yeah. in the I think in the original it's just like an accident that he eats the people. Um, yeah, it's super weird. So like they find Geppetto. Out in the open ocean on his way to Pleasure Island in his little dinghy. And then Monster just comes up and eats them all. And then instantly, like, Pinocchio's like, let's burn the inside of him! And then they do. Yeah. And then he escapes. And then because he's got really fast feet... They rip off The Incredibles, where yeah. Dash pushes the boat made in the uh, but in the Incredibles it's not actually a boat, it's his mother yeah. shaped like Moo because she's he a monster He made the boat's girl. his mother, yep. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> technically yes um uh, whereas in this it's half a dinghy because they've oh no yeah yeah, yeah at this point dinghy, at this yeah. point the dinghy has broken in half and it's half a dinghy and pinocchio uses his super speed that he somehow has as a puppet yeah to get him to safety and then as you pointed out when we were watching it tom hanks sits in a puddle for a stupidly long time for no reason yeah so they end up in the same tunnel that they end up when they're escaping in the original, of the 1940s version, and then they end up in a cave, and they're going so fast that you're like, they would be dead, they'd, they'd literally hit something on the inside and all be dead. Yeah. But no, um, they just wash up on a beach inside the cave, 
And yeah, Tom Hanks just has to spend an entire scene with with a lot of speeches and a lot of like close ups just but deep in a... He's just in a puddle. He's sitting also, in a puddle for no that, reason. He, he does die. He dies. Yeah, he, he's dead. He 100% dies and Pinocchio sings When You Wish Upon a Star and cries a magical tear onto him and then he comes back to life. Yeah. Whereas that, in the 1940s one, Pinocchio dies. Yeah. But because he's been selfless, the blue fairy grants his wish to turn him into a real boy. Yeah. And he comes back to life as a real boy. Yeah. In this one, that he doesn't even become a real boy. No, he just... They just... Being a real boy is what's inside your heart. I think, hang on, I did take down a note at that point. I said, the real, real boy is the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Um, which I think is accurate. It's literally, they just end it, like, they just cut off as they're about to leave, and they're like, but being a real boy is what's in your heart. The end. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Uh, I'd be very interested to watch the Guillermo del Toro one mm. apparently it's like nominated for some awards so well i mean at the time that this episode is released this is coming out the day after the oscars so at, by the time this episode is released it may be an academy award winner the yeah Guillermo del Toro one. not this one but again definitely not this version we'll probably wait until next year to do another pinocchio yeah we can't be doing three of them in the space of a year um so you'll have to wait for our Guillermo del Toro one but we'll probably watch it anyway yeah. Especially if it is nominated. Yeah, if it's nominated, we'll definitely watch it. Um, I would say box office, but it doesn't really make sense because there is no box office. It was yeah. it was um made $33,000. What did? The 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 one we just the remake we just watched. There's no box office word. It was never released. Yeah, it made $33,000. On what? Apparently with its release. I where looked did, it up. Where did you even find that? On Wikipedia. Okay, well, the numbers and IMDb both say that it made zero dollars. Yeah, well, it makes sense that it should have made zero. It should have made negative money. <laughs> well, it was never released. It was Disney Plus. Yeah. So, I don't know where they're getting this money from. Like, cause it's, I don't know. Is I... it just people who had Disney Plus subscriptions? No. Could you just watch it on Disney Plus? Well, I, I would recommend not watching it, but yeah. Yeah, I would also recommend not watching it. Ever. Yeah. I would like to go back in time and erase it from my memory. Well, okay. There's a thing you can use that's called tequila. But it doesn't work. No. <laughs> Listen, you're trying to turn me into a donkey. Um, if you want to watch any of this movie, watch exclusively the sequences with Honest John and Gideon. Yeah. Because Gideon is really well done in terms of like the style and the animation. Uh, he feels very Roger Rabbit. And yeah. he also looks like the original character. Yeah. Um... And for honest John, Keegan Michael Key is just like outshining everyone else in this in this movie by a million miles. He's yeah. in a totally different film. Yeah, he's going for the Oscar, and everybody else is just trying not to get a Razzie. Yeah, well, I don't even know if they're trying not to get a Razzie. I think everyone else is like they're like. I'm doing it for the paycheck. Well, I was gonna say they're bored. <laughs> it's like during the pandemic, and they're working from home, and they're bored, and they've just recorded some Pinocchio lines. Yeah. Um, except Tom Hanks, who obviously had to go to set and be he had to do a Ian McKellen on it and just sit in a set by himself, going, "Oh, Pinocchio, Pinocchio," with no one else there. Yeah. Um. Also, this movie has taught me a really important lesson. <laughs> that life is worth not worth living. No, no, no. It's taught me that Tom Hanks absolutely cannot sing and should not sing. 
What movie have you ever seen him sing in? I've never seen him sing. I except this movie where like they give him a song, but he just like speaks sings it, and then it's like, and then when he sings actual notes, they're all out of tune. It's terrible. And I was trying to look up has he sung in anything else, and apparently he produced Mamma Mia, the movie, and he auditioned for it and was told that he was too bad. <laughs> the singing voice is too bad to be in Mamma Mia, which is a film that is noted for some of the actors, I think specifically Pierce Brosnan, having terrible singing voices. So if like if Pierce Brosnan was what they considered good, how bad was Tom Hanks's audition for it? Ridiculous. Is there a special collector's edition where we can see the audition tapes <laughs> of of Tom Hanks and Mamma Mia? Yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. I but also the man cannot sing. Yeah, it's like literally, I had to ask. I was like, "Is this supposed to be a song? Is this a song that we're hearing?" Like it was like Tom Hanks just is like reciting poetry, just but... reciting poetry with like a tune playing in the background. And then he like sings like a little bit, and it's terrible. Okay. Have you seen Uh-oh. the... Does he, does he sing or something? No. Have you seen the Comic-Con... Um, I was going to say William Shakespeare. Um, Shatner? Sh- William Shatner, Rocket Man. No, I don't That's want to. better. It's better. Okay. He's sitting there I've bum-puffing s- cigarettes and sing- and words singing Rocket Man. I've seen William, or I've heard William Shatner, like, word, spoken yeah. word singing yeah. things before. It's a bit weird. I love it. Because um, Zach Brannigan does the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Tom Hanks, uh, I'm sorry, he shouldn't sing <laughs> anything ever again. I understand why I've never seen him singing something before. Because um, Not everyone can be good at everything, all right? Yeah, well, we found out today Tom Hanks is not a triple, tra- a triple threat. Hmm. He can't, the man does not have, he can't carry a tune. Yeah. Love so, him, though. Have you got any trivia for us, Lisa? <sighs> trivia... Um, trivia. With no point in covering the first one because we did that. We've already done the trivia for that movie. Sure. In another episode. Um, apparently, Sam Mendes was in early talks to to direct this movie. Okay. Um, Sam Mendes, who we talked about in our previous episode, yeah. nineteen seventeen. Um, and but apparently before that, he was also in negotiations with Disney to do a live action version of James and the Giant Peach, and then he left negotiations on that to talk about doing. Pinocchio, and then he left those negotiations, and Bob's Zemeckis ended up doing it. But I'd be interested in seeing a James and Giant Peach. But I really like the um the Henry Selleck one. Anyway, um, yeah, a lot. Of, some of these are things that I've just touched on as well because it was stuff that I agreed with. Um, because it's things like um the decision to remove like. References to smoking and alcohol in Pleasure Island was criticised by fans because it removes the anti-smoking, anti-drinking message. Yeah. Um, and it makes the kids' fates more of a disproportionate disproportionate retribution because yeah. um, it's more, a lot more of what they're doing is just like typical child behaviour rather yeah. than actual juvenile delinquency. So they do have like a, sh- a, sh- a shop that's designed for shoplifting. But if the shop is designed for shoplifting, then you're not shoplifting, right? Yeah. It's just like that, that weird store that someone came up with. I don't know if it was Amazon. It was somewhere. I know this. we watched a Dancing Bacons video of one where it was in Japan or somewhere somewhere in Asia. And you just walk in and just pick up stuff and you can walk out and it just automatically charges right, you. Right, yeah, yeah. It knows what you've taken and you, you yeah. have like a... 
device or something that it... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to register for the store, so you just, like, scan your, like, QR code yeah. when you walk in. Yeah, because remember... pick up stuff and walk out. The video of Dancing Bacons was, like, it feels like I'm stealing. stealing like, yeah. that I've just walked in, picked stuff up, and left. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do get charged for it. So, yeah, so I don't think... Even the shoplifting in this, I don't think counts as them shoplifting, because it's a shop that's called, like, shoplifters or something yeah. stupid that they go in and take stuff from. Now, in fairness, one of the kids does smash the window on it, which is not probably not what it's designed for. But then, like, the punishment is disproportionate to the crime. Yeah. Because they're just being kids. They're not actually, most of them are not actually being, like, actual delinquents. Whereas in the original, they are. They also missed a moment where the in the 1940s version, which is even way worse, is that you realise that the donkeys still have their sentience and some of them can still speak. Yeah, I was upset that they removed that. Which is, again, the leading fan theory of uh, Donkey again, in the Shrek, Shrek movies, um, that he's one of the kids from... from Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Island. Yeah, because yeah, there's a whole sequence in the 1940s one where... One of the kids is pretending he can't speak. Yeah. Because the donkeys that they ship off are only the ones who can't speak. Whereas yeah. the ones who can speak, I don't know if they ever really say what they do with them. I think the implication is, like, that it's not good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's this, they're, put, they're put separately. And the idea is that, like, they don't want the people that they're selling these donkeys to to know that they're kids. Sentient children. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's a whole sequence where the donkey, like... Where they're like, wait a second, they figure out the donkey can talk, and then it's like, please, I want to go home to my mommy. Yeah. And it's actually really sad. Yeah. And in this one, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, they're just ripping the clothes off the donkeys, and Jiminy Cricket finds a rocket and flies through a perfectly placed drainage tunnel yeah. uh, guttering thing. Yeah. It's just a pipe. Just a pipe that he just happens to fall down, just happens to lead into the lair. Yeah. It's all very poorly written and way yeah. too convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was about the um, the timeline of it, because... Yeah, he literally says, oh, you all that happened in one day. Yeah, all that happened in one day. So Pinocchio like just recounts the whole movie, which is annoying because he just watched it. Yeah. And then Geppetto's like, you did all that in one day? You can't have people announce how they feel. That <laughs> makes me angry. Um, yeah, whereas in the original, um, Geppetto talks about how, you know, when they're in Monstro, he talks about how they haven't had food in days, it, yeah. and it's implied that before that they had managed to catch fish. Yeah. So they've probably been in Monstro for at least a week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when Pinocchio and, and Jimmy Cricket go to the Geppetto's house, it's all covered in cobwebs and stuff, and it's like this, you know... It's been weeks, most likely, since yeah. they last saw each other. Whereas in this movie, the whole thing takes place in one day, apparently. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Because we only see Knight twice. Mm-hmm. So the first day when he's trying to get back, and then... Do we only see Knight twice? I don't think we see it twice. Well, it starts off at night time. But then, the, yeah. but like, from when Pinocchio leaves, we just see night time when he's with no, Stravoli. Yeah, because he's nighttime with Stromboli, right? Yeah. So that means. But there's nighttime in Pleasure Island oh, too, yeah. right? So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, the timeline is weird. Unless they've done the opposite, where in this one in Pleasure Island time moves slower, like I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's a bad movie. It's badly written. Most for the most part, badly acted. 
CGI is very questionable because it stands out as being cartoonish rather than... Well, I think that's... Like, I think, again, I think that's leaning a little bit into the Roger Rabbit thing. What? Uh, Pinocchio and Geppetto's hands? That's like... just that. That's not cartoonish. Because <laughs> here's the thing. They did it perfectly with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. So I know they can do it. Yeah. Even with, like, hand-drawn 2D animation. Yeah. Um, It's just badly done in... This, but there's a bit where like Pinocchio's thumb slides through Geppetto's hand and stuff like it's just badly animated. Yeah. I feel like they didn't give the animators enough time. Um, because the zoom on his face with the tear is also terrible. Mm. But because they I just think made the wood grain high definition, but it's just it just looked terrible. Also, there's like a bit with the blue fairy where she's like disappearing out the window, but she doesn't. She just shrinks. Yeah. There's no actual depth to it. They just shrink the image. Yeah. So it, it just looks like she just gets really small. It's really weird. Mm. There's no, it like, it's just, yeah. There's a lot of badly done Gemini. I feel like they must have, like, rushed it along a bit. Maybe because they knew Guillermo del Toro was doing a Pinocchio as well. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weird decisions. There's a lot of weird decisions. Is that it? We done? Probably. Um, I do, I do have the budget for this movie. Oh, God. Is it a lot? $150 million. That is too much money. Yeah. For not even being able to animate someone holding hands. Yeah. When I don't think the budget for Roger Rabbit was anywhere near that. Yeah. And it was perfect. And there was, like, fantastic sequences of people, like, interacting with each other in that like Roger Rabbit and like there's a whole I know we've already done a Roger Rabbit episode so we don't need to talk about it again but like the whole sequence where they're handcuffed together where Eddie and Roger yeah. are handcuffed together is perfect it's like yeah that's beautiful filmmaking perfectly animated perfectly acted by um Bob Hoskins it's, yeah. and well directed and you know so good and then this is just like absolutely failing to hit the mark that's it for me. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I don't think there's much to talk about with the with these. I mean, we've we've talked for an hour about them, so maybe there is. Um. Yeah, I think the moral of the story is. Movie, don't watch this. I was just gonna say, movie bad. Yeah. <laughs> movie bad is a bad remake. But we are so we did, when we decided the order with which to cover the remakes the disney live action remakes we decided to go with the one with the biggest gap in scores first yeah so hopefully that means they'll get better they'll get better as we go on (laughs) hopefully but also in the meantime they're going to release more we know they're going to release more yeah because they're they're, um copyright what is it what i can't remember what the actual term for it is they're because you're only allowed to have legal agency over an ip as long as you're using it, but you have X amount of time to do it, and that's mm. why I'm super hyped for the crazy-looking um, uh, Pooh Bear movie, because they're, they're expired, and they didn't make another um, hundred, hundred thousand? Hundred? Hundred acre wood. Hundred acre wood's property. So now we're getting a horror movie with Pooh Bear in it. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I found out the other day um, about 
why fruit beer is banned in certain countries, but it's completely unrelated. So we'll leave it for um, another episode. You think we're going to do a poo bar episode? We might do something that's related. Who knows? (laughs) Alright, well, if you want more of us... uh, Too bad, it's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, it takes two underscore pod, or on Facebook at it takes two pod. Uh, we are on YouTube. Our handle is it takes two nz, and our you can find our Discord link in our show notes or on our website or in our Twitter bio, and our website is it takes two dot co dot nz. It's a lot of things you have to remember. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember anything. Goodbye, folks. Stay safe out there. And goodbye. <laughs>